0: Good evening, good evening, and welcome into the Believe in Monsters Podcast for another week of Chicago Bears Talk. Welcome into the Believe in Monsters Podcast, presented by your favorite sponsor here. Miller Light. We like to drink your beer, the best. So sponsor the program, uh Miller Light. And all your, all the great Miller Lite products, we can be you can be sponsored right here prominently in our backgrounds and in our podcast. Uh, we are pro, <laughs> we are a proud partner of the Believe Believe Network. So thankful to uh, be a part of the of that group with the, with those guys and uh, go out and give them a great follow. Uh, we're here to have, talk some Chicago Bears. We're gonna have a lot of fun tonight we're talking about a new uh, well, new not new but a re- revived video series that the Chicago Bears are putting on. We're gonna talk about a couple. Veteran uh, former Bears signing contracts with other places. We'll talk a little bit of Vegas win totals and uh, about a couple wide receivers, a couple ancillary wide receivers that have been given a roster spot that we have not hit on on the podcast yet. So uh, excited to get into it with the guys this week. Uh, and before we kind of get it rolling, so we'll talk to Lucas Berry and Chris Krogman. Luke, how's your week, man? You're looking great ahead of you in front of your bricks today, uh, this week.
1: Yeah, baby, we got Brick Squad up here, all three of us. Chris is the only one with the real green screen and his looks the worst, which is funny. Just kidding. Just kidding.
0: Croakman, how we doing tonight? Awesome.
1: He's mad.
2: I, you're so dumb. <laughs> uh, I'm happy as a clam, Joe. I had uh one of my best days ever at work. Uh I sell things. So I uh normally a good day a really good day for me is about 50k in sales. And today I did about ninety. So big ass deal for me. So that was that was pretty cool. Uh always, always so happy to okay. hang out with you two, you two gentlemen, talk some bears, talk some life as we do in and out of the uh in and out of the show. So uh looking forward to tonight. Uh love 1920 football drive. So uh happy to talk about the Bears' own version of uh hard knocks, I guess. Sort of kind of. Ah, bye Luke. Ah, dear shit talking. Where did he go? He'll be back. <laughs> we'll get him There back. he is. Oh, no bricks for Luke. No more being bricked up. Oh, there he goes. <laughs> Joseph, how are you, friend? I don't know if we ever get to ask you that. How are you tonight, sir?
0: I'm doing, I'm doing well, doing good. I enjoyed a nice little Memorial long long weekend, uh, Memorial Day weekend. Got on the golf course a couple of times, so enjoyed that. Uh, Yeah, Alabama, Alabama baseball was not selected for the NCAA tournament, so my sports season uh, for the academic calendar year is now officially over. Thank the Lord, I get. A couple of months or no active sports in my life. Uh, so I'm going to enjoy that and then get, get, and get geared up for the football season.
2: What do you most Alabama or the South region where you're at, what kind of professional baseball teams do y'all typically root for? Like the Braves or who, they, who do they rock with? uh yeah the Braves are easily the most
0: popular team around here uh l- a lot of Braves talk we can, from you know the early 90s to Turner this, to, the turner sports days getting them on TV uh, I can remember Watching the Braves with my granddad is kind of like the only, it, it, it was them. And you, you, uh, strangely, if you got WGN, uh, mm. shout out Chicago, you can get the two Chicago teams uh, yeah. on a regular basis. So uh, big, big, big Braves supporting. Uh, obviously they're not doing well at the moment this year. Uh, but if you are a Braves fan, I caution you to remember last year, the Braves didn't get above 500 until very late in the year. Uh, so, you know, they'll be, they'll, they'll be all right. Uh, Braves baseball is going to, you know, keep people alive until Alabama football starts.
1: Yes, sir. Indeed. I don't know if it'd be worse if Joe liked the Braves or the Yankees. The fact that he's a Yankees fan, but I don't know if it'd be any better if he actually liked the Braves. Let's use fan loosely. Uh,
0: Cause my, you know, my, my, my baseball is like, ah, this
2: team scored. Ah, this team lost. Yeah, fan is you know obviously short for fanatic, and that's what we are here at the uh, BIM Pod is fanatical about the Chicago Bears, as you
1: can tell by the tone of my voice. I am fucking thrilled. No, seriously though, uh, wait, 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 wait. Joe's a Bears fan. He likes the Yankees. Probably likes the Cowboys and the Lakers. How about them Cowboys or the or the Celtics
2: or more recently the Bulls. The bulls. the bulls. The bulls are a dynasty, probably one of the best yeah. that we've seen in our lifetimes, anyway. I mean, I'm a little bit older than you boys, so I had to get to get did get to see Sh- Showtime Lakers and the Sh- the Chicago Bulls, dude. When I was growing up, up until like, tell me about Pistol Pete playing. I can't tell you that. <laughs> up until like. Recently, there were only eight NBA teams that had won every single championship. Up until like, up until like the Warriors did, or up until like, maybe it was up until like the Bulls. But like the Celtics, the Lakers, like every like every single a few, every single yeah. But every single NBA team, the Pistons won like two, the Blazers won two, the Rockets won two. Like everybody had multiple championships with like the Lakers and the Celtics having just an ungodly amount of championships. So I'm I'm glad that football's not exactly that way, but the Patriots and Steelers and Cowboys are kind of ruining that, but it's not like double digits for any of those franchises
1: yet. I mean I mean even them like the Patriots historically before Tom Brady weren't very good. I mean right. they had the one Super Bowl they got crushed by the Bears in, but like Football, there's a lot of parody. That's why you gotta love it. Like, unless you just have a Hall of Fame quarterback, you're probably not gonna win more than two Super Bowls.
0: Is yeah. that the threshold you have to? Yet you, you have to be a Hall of Fame quarterback to win more than two. Just asking.
1: Well, I, Is, I personally, I just think you can transcend a lot of talent. But there's also exceptions to the rule, like Brady taking a massive pay cut to surround better talent around him. Um, I mean, we'll see. The Chiefs' experiment, I think, is fascinating. Moving forward, when Patrick Mahomes' half billion dollar contract, uh, you know, kicks in, and I mean, we already start started seeing the exodus. I mean, they lost Tyree Kill, uh, and we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, I would say you win. You win more than two Super Bowls. You're you're probably have a decent shot at making the Hall. More than two? Yeah.
2: I was just trying to take a little shot at our friend Aaron Rodgers. Only when he won. That's all. No, no oh, Hall of fame for you. Would, would Ben Roethlisberger be a Hall of Famer for you guys? One, yeah. Two, yeah. And one to another I think one? so. Yeah. Okay. okay. I mean, he only yeah, went, I to, so. went to another one, so I'm just curious. The numbers
1: would, are pretty good, though. True. Would Eli Manning? See, that's that's where you start. That's the fascinating debate. I, I, I don't think he's a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback, but his accolades alone might get him there and the name, but I I wouldn't put him in there.
2: I agree. I think that's, uh, I think that's a stretch.
1: But yeah, definitely a stretch. Terry Bradshaw, I mean, he has what, four, five? Four or five, yeah. Let's give, let's,
0: let's give Eli, uh, Eli Manning's Hall of Fame status
2: to that Giants defensive line. There's a completely different game when Bradshaw played this. You can't look at numbers comparatively. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. ran the ball just way more often and they played harder defense in the 70s than Eli ever faced in his heyday. So, ah, uh, he uh, just. <laughs> He's just dopey too. I mean, I can't
1: I can't I can't take Eli seriously half the time. He's a he's a complete goober, but let's uh let's get back on topic here. What, what were we even talking about today? Joe Is that your special team coach was. What do you want to start with?
2: <laughs> well, Joe, Joe laid out a perfect agenda and schedule for you, Lucas, and he didn't even mention the special teams coach. That was pre that was pre-game. Yeah, we were just talking who's the special
0: teams coach. Well, you know, that's that's uh some scuttlebutt. It's Richard, uh it's Richard Richard Hightower. Richard Hightower will be a first year special teams coordinator with the Bears. Uh, he returns to Chicago after previously serving as an assistant special teams coach for the Bears in twenty sixteen. Fifteen years of NFL coaching experience, including the last five as special teams coordinator with the San Francisco 49ers. So uh, that we were just like talking in thin air, talking in thin air. Well, who, who, who's, who's coordinator. It's Richard Hightower. Uh, but let's start with this 1920s, uh, 1920 football drive, Chicago bears series. Uh, looks like I'm looking at seven episodes that are available, uh, for the, for, you know, for, for the last six or seven, eight weeks. Uh, you, I'm looking at how pools and, uh, some of the titles, How polls and the Eberflutes Reshape the Bears Roster. I'm um, looking at the hiring of polls in the So I'm looking at a, there's a little tiny short little trailer, 20 second trailer, uh, t- build, building the 53-man roster and staff discussions. Uh, and we've got inside training camp, meetings, joint, and joint practice. Uh, so we got we got several football several episodes actually it looks like only about two of them are relevant for the current uh, for our, our you know the most recent times of the Bears. Uh, hiring Ryan Poles, and then kind of getting this draft uh, this draft under our belts with, with uh, Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus. So uh, I'll turn it over to Chris Krogman. I haven't looked at some of these uh, episodes yet, uh, but they look like my evening wind-down after we get done with uh, our podcast. Uh, wh- wh- what have you seen, uh, Chris Krogman, out of these first couple of episodes? you got a 12-minute tw- video on hiring Poles and a 25-minute uh, video on the NFL
2: draft. So I actually didn't get an opportunity to watch the polls video, but a lot of the highlights from the draft video were floating around Twitter, uh, with Iberflus giving Polls a bottle of of alcohol to celebrate his first draft. And, and what's, it, what's his preferred? What was the alcohol? Do you remember? It's, it's, it was like a. No like light. light. It was. Like, oh. It definitely wasn't. <laughs> a Northern bottle light. of Malort? Was <laughs> welcome to Chicago. <laughs> it was fireball now uh, I think it was like woodbridge or wood i don't remember what I don't drink with it looked like a whiskey of some sort or woodford uh, or a reserve okay it, 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 sense so uh, a lot of that was floating around on 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 the Twitterverse, but I watched the draft episode, so Covers a little bit of the pre-draft, you know, you, the walk around Hallis Hall. They, you know, they have a little bit with, like, Justin Jones checking in for OTAs. Uh, quite a bit with him for, like, for what all the players have to go through, like, to get checked in uh, at the stadium. There's, like, 13 um, different like zones for them to go check in. So they do their height and weight, they go get their equipment, they uh, get their playbook, they, uh, you know, do some sort of marketing campaign, something or other, or check in with the PR people. They meet, you know, they go with their coaches, they go, they go to the, if they haven't been with the team before, I'm sure they do a, uh, a tour of the facility. So they went through like the cafeteria, they went through, um, weight room things like that so just a a, kind of a cool behind the scenes you know because i'm never gonna get to go to Hallis hall i mean i i don't think and get get to walk around the hallowed halls of george Hallis hall uh but that's a tongue twister it's really fun to to watch 1920 football drive and see what these guys go through to check in they did a little bit of the ota stuff uh then with the draft which was cool um they call kyler gordon and he's super pumped obviously they call brisker and, and it's pretty funny cuz brisker says like you got the steal of the draft you got the steal of the draft like that dude's that dude's pissed man he's pissed that he got taken as late as he did so that's going to be that's going to be interesting to see him play with that chip on his shoulder and then they call velas jones when he's at home with his family uh and he he shed some tears uh, of excitement and and joy becoming a a chicago bear and and uh it looks like everybody's pumped up for this uh this draft class so it was a lot of it was a lot of fun if you enjoy those kinds of you know I'd liken it to uh like that QB one series or the um like path through the draft with like with Justin Fields. It was kind of like kind of similar to that, but uh obviously all bears related and whatnot, so it was really good check it out up and I'm gonna check out that polls hiring video because I missed that one, but it's solid. Good stuff. go Bears.
0: Well, sweet. Luke, uh, have you checked out any of the series, 1920 Football Drive?
1: I have not, but I watched last year's, and I really enjoyed it. I kind of uh, didn't know they were making new episodes of it, so I will, uh, like you said, did some some good stuff to watch before you go to bed. But uh, normally hearing Jeff Joniak makes me want to run through a wall, so I don't know if that's the best idea. <laughs> He's the best. He is the best. Him and Tom
0: Thayer. Tom Thayer always sitting next to him in the booth with his buried glasses. So thick. Uh, (laughs) I like to get, you know, listen to announcers and stuff, but uh, Tom Thayer, all definitely bleeding blue and orange.
2: Love hearing his commentary. He is a a big bears fan. he's a big 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 hometown supporter.
0: How do you feel about that on your radio broadcast because I'll, I'll like okay, listen to all of the different Bama broadcasts with the different sports they've all got different announcers, and some of them play more down the middle than others. Uh, how do you feel
2: about a homer on your on your on your broadcast I guess it's disgusting it makes me so it, like I hate watching so like the nBA uh so like if you've had the different uh sports packages you know you got the the nfl package you got the mlb package the nba package nhl right nfl is the only one that really has like national broadcasters on every broadcast they don't have typically don't have a former player with a with a a a color or a a play-by-play announcer they have a color guy and then they have a play-by-play announcer neither which usually played for the team sometimes whatever but when you get to the NBA, it's always a former player and a play-by-play guy, and they're some of them are good, some of them are like right, pretty right down the middle, and they're you know they'll they'll talk up the other team, they'll tell you about the other team because really they're tired of talking about their own team because that's all they have to talk about most of the time. But then there's the the guys that are just non-stop oh that wasn't a foul oh i don't know what they're doing here blah 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 like and it's just not fun to watch the game especially like if for whatever reason you're rooting for the other team it just drives you bonkers and it's not even my squad that's out there and i'm just like come on guys please uh baseball is the exact same way uh and then hockey hockey you can't really it's hard to get homerish. There's there's a lot of moving parts in hockey, but I don't care for homer broadcasts. What about you, Lucas?
1: No, I'm with you. I don't. You're you're spot on about basketball being the absolute worst. Uh, some of those announcers are just terrible, and uh, yeah, there's nothing worse than than getting that kind of broadcast on your TV. Um, it's I always don't really former
2: players that are terrible,
1: Joe. Too. It, is it that bad, Joe? The the radio broadcast for the Bears.
0: Uh, Joniak is is as a professional. He's absolutely a professional, so he's pretty down the middle. With I mean, he's down the middle with a slight lean for the Bears. Uh, and and I like Tom Thayer, I really do. But Tom Thayer is, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's pretty damn homer. So
2: uh, yeah, I don't
1: know how how often I catch myself listening to Bears games. I just hear the clips of. The, the the clips at the Bears post of Joniak, which are always awesome.
2: Yeah, Joniak's great,
1: but
0: and and there's I don't really think there's anything wrong with Tom Thayer, uh, and maybe just because he's he's basically speaking my language, uh, but I I, I, I I don't know with some of the, some of the I'll just spin it some of the Alabama broadcasts I'm I'll be watching the game and be like that's not exactly what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, that's the way it goes sometimes when you when, when you're you know you got a lot of a lot of different people working for different different roles in the team. I, I do like Tom Thayer, but he uh, he 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 will get onto the refs that here and there, uh, and and he he will be pretty pro uh, Chicago Bears, which you know that's what the fuck that's what they're paying him for.
2: I'm gonna have to start listening to solely Tom Thayer so I can like really enjoy this because i I'm be like. Yelling at the TV with the referees, and <laughs> Thayer will be right there with me saying exactly right how bad, how bad they are. I wonder how he, I would like to hear his broadcast from the Steelers Monday night game last year just hear how bad Ooh. he went off about that because that was probably the worst ref game of the season by all accounts. You know, a lot of people didn't feel like Not that was a Steelers very... Fan. Even Steelers fans, my, I have a text from my brother-in-law that was like, yeah, we might have stole that one there. So
0: didn't, uh, the linebacker, oh my gosh, I'm blank on his name. Didn't, didn't he recently put a little TikTok out there? Uh,
1: yeah. Cassius Marsh.
0: Yes. Basically saying, oh, when you're playing the Steelers on Monday, uh, Monday night or something, it was like, everything was going against him in the video or something.
1: From what I gathered from the video, he was pretending to run over the ref who hip checked him with his car. <laughs>
2: oh, jeez.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was, it was like it was like the audio of like some song, and then like it was like him driving, like looking around, and then all oh, of a sudden no. you just hear thump 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 thump. I'm like, that's that's probably him running over the ref. And if that's what it is, it's. That's
2: not it's, t- it's, it's... sir. <laughs> it's
1: a little bit funny. I don't even know if the guy's employed anymore <laughs> for the team, but who
2: Marsh? Yeah, probably not. Yeah. I mean, he was probably on a one year deal, but uh, he he was average as white bread. I love he had a lot of of tattoos, so he wasn't he wasn't that uh, white. He was very colorful,
1: very colorful. I liked his sack celebration, the kung fu kick. Hey, yeah, the roundhouse kick.
0: He was one of those, like, like, like a Lamar, like Lamar Houston tra- uh, celebration oh, man, where he's going to tear his ACL just celebrating, kicking, jumping around and
2: kicking. <laughs> or Mar- Martin Gramatica was my favorite that did that. Oh, my God. That hurt him. Didn't he do a backflip? Nah, he did, like, the same thing that, that uh, uh, Lamar Houston did. He jumped up and, like, I feel like he even jumped into a teammate's arms, and then when he came down, he tore his ACL. Bastard.
1: Jingle. All right. Well, tomorrow's a, tomorrow's a big day in the NFL circle, Joe. June 1st. What does June 1st mean? Isn't that
0: the official start of the new league year? Yes?
1: Maybe? Uh, no. No, and the, the new league year's in March when free agency starts. Um, yes. Okay. We uh, tomorrow...
0: One cut. Who's, cuts? who's, who's up for the Bears? Who's been potential- snipped?
1: Potential... Yeah, that's right. You can designate players for post June 1 cuts, which help you kind of navigate cap space in the offseason if you so desire. So that's but why we,
2: the players... we would already know about this, right? Or no, would we not know about this? I feel like you would. I mean, can Unless... teams do that with the league and not announce it to the public? <clears throat>
1: well I think outside of that the teams could just release players and get out of their contracts that way
2: yes so some possible names from a couple different sources Uh, PFF has linebacker Deion Jones from the Atlanta Falcons as a potential June 1st cut uh, guard Isaac Seomalo from the Eagles Darius Slayton from the Giants, who was the source uh, or the uh, center of some trade rumors earlier in the offseason. season. Uh, one Derek Wolf from the Baltimore Ravens, formerly of the Broncos uh, running back, Chris Carson from the Seattle Seahawks often injured Kirk, Kirk Chris Carson. I might add uh, and edge rusher. G Henry Ford uh from the C, Jeez, the San Francisco 49ers. Any interest in any of those players, Lucas? Not really.
1: <laughs> more more honestly, I'm I will I'm interested to see what kind of veteran lineman hit the market cause I don't I do think the Bears need to add probably another interior lineman and now would be a good time to do it if they're some become available post June one. Basically the, the post June first cut means the player's cap hit gets instead of going all to one year, the dead hit, it gets split up over two years basically.
0: The Bears so actually did make some uh designations. Do y'all remember who the two designations were? Uh Gold Goldman. Uh what I'm reading right here is Danny and Trevathan. T- Survathan and Tariq Cohen were the two um
2: the two June 1st cuts. Well those are designations which you yeah, can do right, right, right and then you and then June 1st you can actually do as many as you need to. Uh fan-sided NFL spin zone put out one for every team, and uh, the Bears one is an interesting one because he just signed in the offseason. They put Nicholas Morrow on there as a potential su- surprise cut, but uh, what Cardinals, of- I don't ask me this is fan-sided, bro. This is a Usade question. Did you say write this? No. Yeah. Doesn't you say right for fan cited sometimes, or that's fan. That's 24, seven sports. Never mind. Don't, don't listen to me. He's all over the
1: I, internet, man. I don't it's know one of, he has me.
2: lots of, he has lots of bylines, dude. I mean, our friend you say it is, is quite the, uh, quite the, uh, he gets around a lot. Let's just say that. Uh, he
1: gets around
0: a
2: thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, that in this case, not like, uh, you know, not like our, not like our friend, um, God, what's her name now that I... Rayquan Smith. That's what I was going to say, but like the girl, not him. Uh, what's the, who's the adult film star? Lucas oh, Bella or... Danger. A Bella... Well, I was hoping Lucas, no, not the uh, God-fearing Joe Gaither. A Bella <laughs> Danger!
0: That was a big story! <laughs> that was a big story, and maybe her morals are a little loose, but she's a beautiful
2: woman. Speaking of loose morals, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, so, <laughs> DJ Humphreys from the Cardinals. Uh, Kevin Zeitler from the Ravens, I think, is an interesting name. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'll go through these and throw out the interesting names. Sam Darnold from the Carolina Panthers was interesting, hmm. um, which I think is totally possible. Uh, hmm. Dearness Johnson from the from the Browns. He played well last year at times.
1: Anyone will play well behind that offensive
2: line. Jared Davis from the Lions. Mm, maybe. He's kind of been a letdown from my understanding. Paris Campbell from the uh, Colts. Another, another wide receiver that we probably don't need, and we'll get into some of those. Uh, yeah, let's,
1: let's let's talk about the wide receiver who picked up off the Scrap Heap.
2: Scrap Heap? I thought he was a great player. I was told that Dante Pettis mm. was, still had a lot left in the tank. Joe... Who told you that? Uh, there are some people, like a, a Ralph Bennington the third that told me that. Mm. He's not to be trusted, but I do
0: like Dante Pettis. I, I, I really do think that that's going to be an interesting sign for our Chicago Bears, bringing him in from uh, formerly of the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, former second round pick. I'm, my computer's going really slow. I'm pulling up his, uh, his statistics for the last couple of seasons. Here we go. Uh, last year, 2021, he played in, thir- uh, he played in three games. For the New York Giants, so he he went from San uh, San, Francisco, San Francisco to the New York Giants. Uh, played in three games, got ten catches, eighty-seven yards, and a touchdown last year. But I don't know. I, I, he, I, he
1: was
0: he was a guy that I that I think might be uh, might be able to kind of revive his you know get back on the map. I don't really see him being superstar level not no like, not like oh my god we got to go we got to go resign this guy to a big contract but i think that Dante Pettis at 26 27 years old is going to be a player that uh he, he's going to fight first position he's going to fight fight for reps right there in the uh less than stellar bears wide receiver room uh right now our friends at our lads have him rolling as as the second wide as a uh, the second wide receiver behind uh, Equinemius, St. Brown, uh, basically playing the second X uh, outside of the first three, being Mooney, uh, St. Brown, and Pringle. Uh, they have their, their next three being Taji Sharp, Pettis, and Vance yeah, Jones.
1: That's my guy. I like, I like Sharp, Sharpay better than Pettis, I think. But uh, perhaps Pettis' skill set fits better with feel, what Fields wants to do because Sharp is not as fast and not as dynamic as a downfield threat. But I do think Sharp is probably a better ex receiver overall.
2: You know, being a, a fantasy football player, uh, Pettis was on the list, I think, two or three years ago. Like, before they drafted Brandon Ayuk out there in San Francisco, Pettis was, you know, a prime breakout candidate, and he just never broke out. So... It's an interesting name. Uh, I kind of with Joe, I think, you know, there's some potential there, but I don't think he's anything special. Tajay Sharp just reminds me of like, because uh, didn't he play in Tennessee for a minute?
1: Yeah, his rookie, he, he broke out and he was pretty good. His first year, he had 41 receptions for 522 yards. And then he kind of just went downhill from there. But he had some games in that regular regular season where he was really good for them. Just reminds me of that that other wide receiver they signed from
2: uh, Tennessee who was, like, the Bears' number one, like, in... Kendall Wright? Kendall Wright, yeah. Thank you. Gross. <laughs> I mean, and not that there are similar players at all, it just reminds me of that. I don't know. Yeah,
1: I mean, one of these guys will probably make the team, and one of these guys will probably actually get a decent amount of snaps, so uh, may the best trap he trashy player win
0: how do y'all feel about that ryan pole is going out and just getting these guys who don't have you know a lot of the, the, the history and the stats uh but we're not paying them really like that either so we're, we, we're, we're paying these guys minimal money uh but but kind of giving a lot of guys a different chance to come in and crack the roster
2: I I love it. I mean, these are the kind of players that I always loved that Pace signed. So now I'm curious to see how Poles does in this same arena. You know, uh, Pace had Akeem Hicks, who was, you know, signed from uh, the Saints when he wasn't, you know, that big of a, a, a name. You know, uh, he had, um, who's the guy in the, there was a defensive tackle in there anyway pace always like to pick up these guys uh the cornerback uh prince of mukamura played well his, on his one year deal and got a, a got a extended deal uh after that um so I, i'm curious to see how polls does kind of like you said these trash heap signings one man's trash is another man's treasure you know beauty's in the eye beholder the these guys might be beautiful for they, us they might be beautiful Luke Getsky Luke Getsey might be able to uh, put lipstick on a pig and make them beautiful beautiful for everybody there, Joseph. You know, uh, Macklemore wrote wrote an entire song about thrift store shopping. So maybe Ryan Poles listened to that and was like, let's go get me some
1: Tajay Sharpe." If I had to pick one guy, though, that was going to be like, oh, yeah, this guy, this guy at Poles sign is going to be kind of a breakout. It would definitely be Pringle. I think I think Pringle. I, I honestly I know some people are like oh people are over I- Pringle should have a pretty big year for the bear. He's going to see a ton of opportunity, and the the Bears don't have much else. So Pringle and Mooney, Pringle I'm will be down. the guy.
2: It's going to be it's going to be uh Cole. It's Cole's year. <laughs>
1: The no, name, I'm, I'm, saying, I'm saying the one signing, though, that like polls made that I think will look back and be like, oh, yeah, that was a great signing will probably be Pringle.
2: Great, great signing. Or just best of this first year.
1: I think Pringle has potential to be a great signing for what we paid him.
2: Yeah, sure. What did we pay?
1: If he has seven or 800 yards this year, I would consider that a great signing.
2: Yeah, I mean, if he has seven or eight hundred yards this year, and Mooney has eleven to thirteen hundred, and Komet has five, five, yeah, that's a phenomenal year. That means we have a phenomenal year.
0: Signed him one year for four point two million dollars, Krogman. Oh yeah, that's that's
2: beautiful. And I mean, I mean, that's pretty much the cost of a can of Pringles.
1: He had five. He had five sixty-eight and five last year as their wide receiver, four or five. So. I don't think I don't think 7 that unreasonable where he's going to see yeah, more targets. you're talking 568
2: on a much more oiled machine of an offense though, so yeah
1: listen. I'm just saying his his target share is going to be astronomically high, so or at least it should be they're going to try and feed him a lot, so we'll see I don't know that's my prediction is that Pringle will be the guy that's like, hey, great signing polls or maybe hey, Lucas Patrick. Patrick, I like him too. <laughs> Well, I think that uh, hopefully one of those guys works out like you said, Lucas. Well, while we're on this topic, the interesting uh, kind of discussion on Twitter has been have the Bears done enough for Justin Fields? And uh, are you satisfied with it? Joe, I'm going to go to you first on this one. Oh! you know
0: have they done enough for Justin Fields objectively no uh, the, the, but but given the resources that they have and the position that they're in i think they like i think you have to consider the circumstances and maybe i'm just an apologist for for the general manager and and i am at the moment because all my hopes are high uh, and, and I've always been a cheap ass. I've always been use your use your resources, you know, frugally, and don't go out and spend a whole lot of money, uh, overextend yourself. So from I, you know from that perspective, I, I have enjoyed or, or thought that what the, what Ryan Pauls is doing is uh is smart. Um, I think that I, I, I obviously you you haven't gone you didn't go out and sign. Uh, Jarvis Landry and Julio Jones is still out there. And so you got a lot of names. Yeah. A handful of names that are still out there, but they're going to cost you more money than you probably like to pay. Uh, have we done enough for, for Justin Fields? No is my simple answer, but I think there's a lot more to that answer uh, given your needs on the defensive side of the football, uh, the money situation that, you know, Ryan pole is overextended you in a lot in a big way, but limited draft picks because our pace, excuse me, but limited draft picks because of Ryan pace uh, trade, you know, trading up and trading away a lot of the picks. So, you know, I, I, I think it's just easy money and easy picks and easy clicks for these riders uh, to go after one of the biggest markets in football and say that their general manager isn't doing enough. Um, their general manager hasn't done enough for Justin Fields. But I think, it, you know, with a closer dissection, and I, I, I think that we're doing as much as we can at the, at the current moment.
2: Chris? With what was available, and with the and I'm including resources as well, draft picks, things like that. I think they did what they could in year one with with Fields and. There's too big of an unknown of how inept Nagy and company were, how inept the previous regime was at developing talent, like think about all the wide receivers that Mike Fury had access to that never materialized into dick shit. You know, uh, Riley Ridley, Javon Wims, uh, Anthony Miller, they were all talented to some degree. Like Riley Ridley. I did. I never understood any of that <laughs> at all. Like fourth round pick. He you know had the pedigree. When he got into games, I thought he made a couple catches, but he must have shown nothing in practice to never get snaps. Uh, it, but what was Fury doing to make him any better? I don't know. But going back to your question, Luke, I, I think they did what they could. was it enough. I probably not. But we don't know. You know what any of these free agent signs were going to be that got big, big contracts or whatever that were available out there. And we can assign those. And uh, Joe, I don't know if you were saying Landry was available still. He signed with the saints. No. Yeah. But he was available like as a couple, late. couple yeah. weeks ago, a little bit after the draft. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, there could be, still be some interesting cuts. Uh, we've seen Jalen Rager floated out there. We've seen Darius Slay floated out. Terry Slayton floated out there. Uh, the Patriots have been up and down with Nikhil Harry. That could be an interesting potential yeah. cut. Uh, I mean, he's he's fast and big. I mean,
1: he's a blocker.
2: He's, he's a Quimminen quiminius, quiminius in the state Brown, but faster. Is what you're saying, Lucas. Uh, so, I mean, I don't... I, I don't know. Well, it, there's just too many unknowns. So I'm going to say... TBD. Look,
0: you're the football Lucas, expert here.
2: What do you think? Lucas, what do you think, sir?
1: <laughs> well, Joe, I, I agree with you. Uh, looking at it objectively, I would say, you know, just straight out no, but going deeper into it and looking at the, you know, the cap situation they were handed and and what's going on. Um, it just seems like, um, I don't know. I feel like they could have done a little bit more, at least on the offensive line front. That's my biggest catch. Um, whether they would have brought back James Daniels for, you know, a two or three year contract or just another veteran to put in there. Um, I like the draft strategy of them. You know, taking all those linemen on day three, but obviously those are day three linemen, and when you don't have a lot of picks to to begin with, you know that's kind of what you're given. So, uh, just going back to, you know, the hand that they're dealt. Yeah, sure, I think Polls did fine in his first off season, but I, I do think he could have did a little bit more. Um, I don't think, you know, I'm not as worried about the wide receiver room because I think Fields can make a lot of those guys better, and you know really good wide receivers just don't grow on trees and are readily available. Um, But I think the offensive line, I I would have liked to see at least one more veteran brought in, or even just James Daniels re-signed at guard. Um, Just because I think they're, they're putting a lot of, they're putting a lot of pressure on Jenkins and Borm to be good in their second year. And, and then also, possibly start an unknown man in the middle alongside patrick who's always been kind of like you know a rotational lineman for green bay and and white having a bounce back year so uh it's kind of, kind of a lot of question marks up front which is what worries me the most i do think the scheme will help out you know a decent amount but uh you know those, those are my worries so overall i would say no they, they didn't do quite enough to help fields but i'm not out here saying oh, you know, Fields is gonna be dead by week six, but I think there is you know, there is a possibility that it all works out and you know, I'm sure fans will say, Oh, polls got lucky. But if it works out, hey, it works out. It's what we hired him for. Chris, you're right though, it's all it's all TBD. I mean, we really can't make any kind of rash judgments until we see how this thing shakes out. <laughs> for sure that, that's where i think people need to just calm down it's just like all right you believe your thing i believe what i believe let's just see how it works out and well, if, wants if you that, are...
2: everybody wants yeah. to have an opinion and, and argue about right. things now because... right
1: and that's what i'm saying it's like if it does happen that it does work out and fields is better and doesn't mm-hmm. get sacked as much those fans that were saying he's gonna get killed or are gonna be like oh well bulls got lucky he was just guessing you know they will. They won't ever give credit, and it works both ways. It's just like that's that's why I'm glad. It, uh, I'm glad we can talk about this because I feel like we're all pretty level headed.
0: It is it tiresome goes. though for me to hear the Bears don't believe in Justin Fields. They're not building around him or that 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 kind of narrative. I think that's just way over way overblown. Uh, it, it doesn't it
1: make any sense. So. <laughs> Even if they didn't like him, they would still try and pump up his value to trade him. They wouldn't just let him get killed. It'd suck. Here's, the, here's about- the bright side. If the Bears are in contention for a top five pick, you have your choice of Bryce Young or CJ Stroud or anyone else. So if the Bears are that bad and Field sucks that bad, alright, great. We have another crack at it next year. But I, it's not going to happen. The, the Bears will... Back to the Vegas total. I think they're gonna win more than six games. <laughs> what do you guys think about Tevin Jenkins
2: losing like thirty pounds and, and what do he, what did he do? Pilates or yoga or something, and then he stopped eating carbs and lost like 30 pounds? I should do that. Stop eating carbs. How
1: much does he weigh now? 185 pounds.
2: 30 pounds less than last year. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I had no idea what he was last year.
2: Probably, probably 325, 330. He's probably around like 310-ish. I mean, he still looks well, pretty big.
1: Well, Ryan Poles did say put an emphasis on getting these guys slimmed down faster, so <clears throat> sounds like they're really gearing up for this outside zone. Well, they need to. Quit being big, fat, fat fox who
0: just who can't protect anybody.
1: All right. Speaking of outside zone, I think that's another topic we could dive into. There's been a lot of discourse about David Montgomery last year of his contract. Uh, first, if there's a potential trade for David Montgomery at the trade deadline, do you do it? I Goodbye. doubt that I'll materialize. Two, is that a guy you would try and bring back? I mean, Eberfluis raves about how much of a leader he is, yada, yada, yada. But, you know, going to a new outside zone scheme, he's not the fastest dude plays with a lot of heart he's really likable but is he that good of a running back that you would resign him to be a chicago bear a few more years to close the loop on the tevin jenkins he says he's down to
0: 325 uh how fucking big was this dude he he says last season i was up to 345 i was 33 percent body fat now i'm down to about 24 Slimming down is difficult, but you got to discipline yourself, right diet, and make sure your body does what it's supposed to do. "Quote, Tevin Jenkins." He's he's uh, he's uh, going. But David Montgomery, no. If he's if he if he's a guy that people are coming calling for at the trade deadline this year, I mean, you have to assess where you are as a team. Are we in the playoff hunt, or are we are are we in the tube? And if you're in the tube, you know as I guess all the national people expect us to suck. If we're in the tube, yeah, you send his ass away for a third, fourth, fifth round pick, uh, as best you can. Now you love his leadership. And I think he's been a tough running back for us, but the same sort of thing of Jordan Howard. I thought he was a tough running back for us. I loved him as a, on his rookie contract, but you weren't giving that guy a second deal. And are you doing that for David Montgomery? Ah, I don't. I mean, it depends on what he's after. Is he after big money? No. If, he, if he's after big money, sign buddy. Uh, go, go play for the Seahawks or somebody. I don't care. Any.
1: But like <laughs> yeah, they they drafted another running back in the second round. That's their specialty. <laughs> so, so
0: no, I think I mean you have a lot of circumstances at play there. But but if you but if you're asking me going into the season, if I'm if I'm Ryan Poles. No, he's definitely one of those guys in my back pocket that I'm like, you know, if if the timing's right, if the situation's right, you know, at week seven, eight, when when the trade deadline comes, he might be one of those guys that you ship off because we we've talked about our, our love for uh oh gosh, the backup running back Kyler Herbert Herbert Herbert, uh, and then you do you drafted. Treston Ebner, you, you drafted, you know, another guy out of whatever Oklahoma State, no Baylor, one of those Big Twelve schools that you got him out of. Baylor. Uh, Baylor. So I don't. I, no, I don't think that he's valuable enough to say we got to have him for the next four or five years.
1: Kroger, what do you think?
2: uh number one, i don't think anybody would want to trade for him yeah that's that's probably not gonna happen like starting running backs in that caliber range just like where he's at just don't get traded and running backs in general don't get traded it's the guys that are like gadget pieces or just in case guys you know it's never the it's never the guy you know i mean what's gonna what what situation happens outside of uh, of an injury? Where a teams like we have to have David Montgomery, I just don't see it happening, especially for anything of of significance. A fourth rounder even seems high to me. Middle of the season, when another team's like, "Ma, he's on his last year of his deal." We sign, we yeah, he, we get a trade, and then what? You know, is he gone? So he's a rental player at that point. Yeah, and baseball rental players don't don't get shit. So. I don't think any I don't think football's going to be any different um so I don't I, that's my take on the trade front if for if for some you know weird reason somebody's like oh yeah we'll give you a fourth form or a fifth form okay i mean I, i'll I'll listen you know depending on where we're at and depending on what we what the management thinks about bringing him back and or if there's been contract talks up until that point uh as far as bringing him back i I'd be willing to look at like a 3 year 15 to 18 million dollar deal you know 5 6 million a year but like he's probably going to want more at least you know Nine, ten million a year, but to me, running backs are a dime a dozen. You know, it's it's gonna be your system and your offensive line that are gonna drive it. And I know there's plenty of people out there that will disagree with me on that, and that's fine. Um I totally agree with
1: you. This is just
2: not where I allocate resources when I build my championship teams that I have, you know, many I
1: I think Khalil Herbert's a beast too. I think I think Khalil Herbert's gonna shock a lot of people this year and get way more carries than people expect. I I think he's a great fit in this scheme and he's going to be the bears running back moving forward. And, uh, you know, I know bears fans love David Montgomery, but, uh, I am totally fine letting him test the market next year and just, and rolling with Herbert and drafting another mid to late round running back next year. I'm curious.
2: Ebner, because you know, he, he doesn't have the best like relative athletic score. He's not the most athletic guy on the planet, but he had, he was like,
1: Top, great pass catcher
2: He was like top four percent in missed tackles too like he mm. made people miss a lot
1: he's very the bears the bears offense is going to be predicated on a lot of these quick hitting passes that just allow these guys to operate in space and all the receivers they brought in you know they're they're all big blockers so mooney pringle layless jones like you're going to have three four guys out there at a time who are going to block linebackers on, on those kind of swing passes and let these dudes go to work. So uh, back to the scheme, it should be fun fun to watch. Um, and That's what around, I'm most excited
0: about uh, think we're, is, is the scheme.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think we're rounding in here on an hour. I think we had one more kind of thing to talk about. Joe, you were talking about the Vegas total at six and a half. You were saying the quote-unquote pundits think a lot of them are taking the under there for the Bears. I know we did our schedule release episode a couple of weeks ago, but uh, how are you guys feeling on that number? Fair? Is it too low? Is it too high? I think all of us had it over 6.5 in our, our, in our schedule release, but on second thought, where are you guys at in that regard?
0: I'm still at the over uh, I'm start, you know, starting to kind of see why people, why, why people might, might go under based off uh, if the offensive line doesn't come together. If you have an, a key injury on the offensive line, uh, you know, the, the the bears plan right now makes me excited where, where they're going. Uh, but it's, it's I don't want to say it's shaky. I mean, it, it can be, it, it can be blown up with a couple key injuries. Uh, let's just, any team can though. Yeah, any team can. Uh, I the, the Bears' depth is just not as not as strong as probably uh, I would like, or as, as probably a lot of people would like. Uh, I, I think I said seven, or I think I said ten. Uh, so I've got you know f- 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 uh, three or four game cushion there on that t- on that six and a half. I still like the over. Uh, I guess if I had a hundred bucks to burn, I would I would be I would still be betting the over.
1: Chris, mm. he's thinking about it now.
2: Well, no, I mean, I do. Obviously, I'm the optimistic Bears fan uh, a lot of the times, but like, I used to get all riled up at these national people, um, and then like, as I tried to become more and more objective and less like homerish you know, they make a lot of good points, you know, and Joe just made a lot of good points. So uh, I can definitely see where the underplay is at. Uh, I mean, this could be a four or five win football team. Shit, dude, even six wins wins you that under bet. So I won't be placing a totals bet this year for on the Bears just because there's too many things that could go wrong. Um, you know, but it's going to be, I think it's going to be fun to watch. It's also good. They could also surprise some people, you know, they could also end up, you know, going out there and, and winning eight, nine, eight, nine games. I mean, I don't think they're really a double digit win team or, you know, a playoff team, but you never know. They could surprise some people. You'd have to have a, here's what I'll say. You have to have a lot of things go right for that right. to, to happen. And you don't have a, have to have a whole lot of things go wrong to end up under six and a half wins one thing because like darnell mooney goes down Oh <laughs> toast man
1: yeah yeah so i'm i'm going so what is your final answer over or under chris under okay even, so even though my scre-
2: my schedule release really said we'll win more than that i still yeah i i, I, I yeah if I'm betting, gotcha. if I was betting money, I would put I would put it on the under.
1: He's going under. Fair. I think the over-under, I think they'll be, uh, I think the Bears will be right at seven wins, so I'm going to take the over there. Um, and my two main reasons are, I think the defense will be better than people kind of think. I think the Bears unit will be really good. I mean, their biggest hole is on their on their D-line, which is a little worrisome, but they do have some veteran presence uh along there and you know we'll we'll see what they can do up front. Who are who are the two D tackles now? I don't I don't even know.
2: Uh Tonga and probably Justin Jones. Yeah, Justin Jones, Angelo
0: Blackson, Blackson. Tonga, Mario Edwards all still in the on in the picture. Yeah, yeah,
1: so like those are those guys are just fine. I mean, they're not great. They're not they're not there's no Akeem Hicks there for sure, so I'm a little worried, especially, I mean, week one versus the 49ers, that that, that D-line is going to get put to the test. But uh, I think overall the second there I think will be pretty solid this year and in a passing league that's kind of what you need. Um, you know, Robert Quinn will at least give you some pass rush until he gets traded. But uh, I just think I'm going over to seven wins. I'm just banking on Justin Fields taking a massive leap, you know, yeah. without – even without the influx of players, you know, skill positions and O-line, I think Fields is that good. I just have the ultimate faith in the dude to uh, kind of elevate the Bears game. And the. Uh, I think the Bears defense will win them a few as well. Um, with an easier schedule, I think seven wins is is definitely doable. I think they'll be right there in that six, seven, eight win range. But I am going the optimistic route and going over uh, seven wins. We're taking your money.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We well, did all those sales today. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't. He doesn't care. It's no big deal. Uh, Bears. one one more thing before we close it down tonight. Uh, two former Bears uh have found new homes for the upcoming year. Uh, one bear twice removed. Now, uh, I guess the bigger name, Akeem Hicks, signs a one-year, ten million dollar deal with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And good Kyle Fuller signed a one-year deal with the Baltimore Ravens. Do we like the fit for both those guys? Or uh, how do we feel about both those guys ending up on two uh, contending teams, two teams that have high expectations?
1: I'm more happy for Hicks than than Fuller. I don't really care that much about Fuller. I mean, good player while he's here. Respected him. You know, he had his ups and downs. But Keem Hicks is uh, probably was my favorite bear while he was on the team. So, you know, I always, he's just a very likable guy, especially when he got mic'd up, but I feel like he really embraced the city of Chicago and, and the fact that the bears gave him a chance, you know, it's, it's definitely kind of uh, a bittersweet moment to see him leave. But uh, obviously I want to see that it, it'd be cool to see him win the big one before he retires. Uh, like I said, all around just seems like a great dude. And, really i mean i think him even more so than mac was probably the heart and soul of that bears defense in 2018 um you know mac was a great player but hicks was always the vocal leader so yeah you know you will you will be missed sir i am i am happy to see you in tampa though and uh go play next to big vita vea nice rota- rotational d lineman there the, the buccaneers will be really good this year they should be awesome
2: Tom Brady's still their quarterback. He yes,
1: yes, is. No, no, no. Oh. Keem Hicks is replacing him.
2: Oh, well, that makes sense.
0: Their defensive line looks like this now Logan Hall, Beat of Veda, Keem Hicks, Joe. Well, yeah, sorry. Uh, that's their starting defensive line. That's pretty, pretty nice. Little defense. Who are line. their
1: pass rushers? They still have what? what's his name? Jeff Barrett.
0: Shaq Barrett, Ty, Joe, Tyron, Shoyinka.
1: Do they still have
0: Pierre Paul? He's not listed on the hour lads.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Regardless, the D-line should still be really good.
2: Yeah, I think uh, I'm happy for Hicks. Uh, Hopefully he can, you know, be in the playoffs and and be a contributor to some degree to that Buccaneers team. Uh, Kyle Fuller, uh, best of luck with Baltimore. I mean... (laughs) Pick off Mitch. That that's fine. <laughs> he's not even going to get a chance. That dude ain't going to start or play.
1: Pick off Mitch.
2: That would be funny though. Um, I would I wouldn't have minded to see Fuller back here, especially in a in a Tampa two style defense where I think Fuller would be a lot better uh with his eyes on the ball or eyes on the quarterback. I think uh he play, he's gonna play, he would play better in that style. I'm not sure what Baltimore is gonna run over there, but um yeah. Fuller's not a bad player. I mean, he had a fucking horrible year last year, Parable. interestingly enough, uh, with, with Denver and, and Fangio. So uh, maybe his—maybe uh, Ryan
1: Pace wasn't so stupid to let him go. Yeah, I was going to say, remember how mad people were when they didn't pick up his contract? So mad. That's, no, that's no, why no, we no, always no, say no, TBD, no, baby. Let's wait and see what happens. Got to give that old fella. He was actually pretty good
0: at knowing when to let players walk, so. no one to hold
1: him, know when to fold him. He was great at that.
0: Yeah. Well, fellas, facts. Anything else on your mind today, tonight, Luke? Well, you know, what? What'd you do for Memorial Day weekend? Lots of uh boats, b- boobs, and b- and beer.
1: Huh. No, I just uh tried to unplug from the the work electronics and stay off my computer for a few days, which was nice to just relax and had a little cookout yesterday. So can't can't complain, played some golf, uh, getting, getting ready for the big, big tournament with Kroger there in Krogman. going to tear up the greens here in about two months, Mm -hmm. month and a half. Mm -hmm. So I'm
0: getting on on your round. What'd you say? Y'all got a wager brewing up for your, for your round
1: we're teammates
2: we're on a team we're on the
1: team oh good 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 okay all right the bim squad will uh we will uh will we'll live stream our last round we'll
2: we'll, <laughs> I'll put, melt, I'll we'll a, melt i'll put a
1: gopro on krogman <laughs> we'll melt
2: down in the uh in the second uh in the in the in the heat out in out there in mesquite so uh we'll we'll go ahead and die but um yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be a good time. I also played some golf over the weekend, Joe. So it sounds like all three of us got out there on the links. Nice. Um uh, It was fun. It was a lot. Of, it was a good time. I had a, a blast with my father in law. He's another one of the guys going out there to uh, to melt in the desert with uh, with Luke and I. So it'll be, uh, <laughs> it'll be a good time. Also had a cookout yesterday, or not a cookout, but. Made some mistakes. I went and got a new propane tank from the store. I hooked it up to my grill and I could like hear the gas coming out and smell it. So I was like, uh, I'm not going to light this because I don't want to die today. So <laughs>
1: that's, uh, that's what Dude, I did. You don't have much hair to get blown off your head, so sometimes you just got to risk it. But I have
2: a whole, a whole body
1: that... <clears throat> You know, take take shrapnel. i've done that before i've done that before the grill exploded and singed my eyebrows Not oh completely. i've totally it. done that i had a full goatee for a long long time <laughs> long time so
2: goatee was singed you know and you get that hair smell right next yeah, to your it's, face it's, it's just disgusting great. yummy it's just great love it luke you've probably lit a cigar too close to your face before and, and singed some I, hairs and got that
1: i haven't done that
2: haven't lies done that. lies anyway
1: I don't smoke too many cigars, only once, once in a while.
2: I would, like to, uh, I would like to hear Joseph's rendition of Bear Down. Bear
0: Down, Chicago Bears, make every play clear the way to victory. Bear Down, Chicago Bears, put up a fight with the might so fearlessly. We'll never forget the way you thrilled the nation. With your T-Formation, bear down, Chicago Bears. And don't forget why you're wearing the crown. You're the pride and joy of Illinois Chicago Bears. Bear down.